Chapter 2 Parker leaned back in the chair and rocked. Damn, it was a hot night. Sweat trickled down his brow and he wiped it away. The tow truck should arrive soon. It had been over an hour since the dispatcher called. He'd spoken to his grandmother's night nurse and let her know he'd be out of town for most of the weekend. She'd promised to call with the least little problem, and he'd made her double-check his cell number. The creak-creak of the rocking chair and the buzz of crickets and catadids soothed him. He relaxed and closed his eyes. Maybe he should wait until tomorrow to drive to Atlanta after all. It had already been a long day, and a three-hour drive would be hellish if he were fighting sleep all the way. He yawned and looked out over the field beside the garage. His field. The dirt lay fallow this year. Parker hadn't had the money to plant anything, and that meant no income from the crops come fall. Though his grandparents had two large plots of farmland, nothing but weeds would grow this season. He'd planted the small garden next to the house, and he had a few peach trees, but the yield was fresh produce for him and maybe a bit extra for a few neighbors, nothing to sell. He rocked faster, enjoying the creak of the chair as it strained. He'd listened to the same chair when he was a little boy playing on the farmhouse porch, and the noise brought back memories of summer evenings listening to his grandfather talk about his boyhood and serving in the Navy in WW2. His grandfather's patriotism and service were the reasons Parker joined in the first place, though Air Force was more appealing than being on a boat. He ran his hands over the worn armrests and imagined his grandfather gripping the same spot, his tobacco-stained fingers turning white with strain as he retold stories of sacrifice and hardship. Parker had never deployed overseas, but he'd served honorably, and he'd heard from plenty of his friends that war was overrated. He slowed the chair and stretched out his legs. So many nights he'd wanted to be back in Centerville instead of in cold base housing. So many nights he'd wished he'd been able to sit on the porch and listen to his grandfather's stories. Now he rocked here alone, with no idea where life was taking him. Dusty headlight beams shone down the short driveway to the shop and the crunch of gravel echoed over the field. The Maserati! He rose and shielded his eyes as the tow truck came closer. He couldn't see the car over the cab of the truck, but knowing it was there sent a chill up his spine. His heart raced as he waited. He wouldn't let them see his excitement. Time to pretend like he was servicing a Ford. Nothing more. Never let him see you drool. The truck rattled to a stop and the driver hopped out. Where you want this? he asked. Aim it towards the door and we could push it in the garage. Parker took a couple steps toward the truck. With three of us, it'll be easy. The passenger door opened and a man's deep voice rang out. You won't touch it. The man stepped out of the truck. Unless I am directing you. Clear? Parker licked his lips. Maserati forgotten. Maybe if the porn magazines had men like this specimen he'd have at least peaked. Tall and muscular, the man seemed to have stepped off the pages of his imagination. Did you hear me? The man put his hands on his hips. Parker nodded and took a wobbly step. 
a Maserati and a hot man? More excitement than he'd seen on a Friday night since he'd been home. Maybe ever. The man smiled and Parker flushed. A moment later the smile was gone and the man was all business. Blake Best. He stuck out his hand. This is my car, Leon. Parker took Blake's large hand and held on while the other man shook for both of them. He looked into Blake's blue eyes. Or were they brown? He couldn't tell in the half-light, but whatever their color, they were framed by gorgeous, dark lashes matching Blake's cropped dark hair. P-Pocamonteith. Good to meet you, Blake squeezed his hand. I'm making it clear up front. You don't touch my car unless I say so.